Hi, and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots with me, your host, Cassie Hubert. This is the podcast where we talk about artistry, creativity, parenting, life, personal growth, and all the things that actually come together to form this beautiful picture we are making with our lives. Because we are not humans in a vacuum or in our compartments, we are actually beautifully, holistically drawn together, and it is our lives that we are making art with. So join me as I talk about today's episode, which is called, What Are You Being Drawn To? Now, something I have been playing with lately is recognizing when I'm drawn to do something and when I'm not, and learning how to honor that. Now, there are times when, yeah, of course, I, you know, tend to need to feed myself. And obviously, I have my children who I choose to look after. And I say choose to because, well, of course, it's a responsibility. I do have some choice in that. I could ultimately, I suppose, choose to leave, but I have no desire to. And I love them and I'm committed to them. So I'm not going to. But so often, I have felt over the years that I have certain things I have to do. And yet, when my inclination isn't lining up with that, or my desire isn't lining up with that. It's always that much more of an uphill struggle. Now, last week I talked about giving yourself the space to work with your flows and recognize where your ebbs are so that you don't try and push through with all the energy and all the things you need to do when you're clearly in a season of ebb. And how actually this is such a natural rhythm and part of both life as a human and especially of creativity and in our relationships. I'd also like to add at this point that because I have recently moved offices to where I am recording this from, my family, who I love being at the heart of, are very exuberant and often quite loud. And so while I do everything I can to mean that the moments that I'm recording are times when they're quieter, you can't plan for that kind of thing. So you may well hear the odd shout or whoop of a child in the background. And so I hope it doesn't put you off too much, but that's the nature of my life, living around a family, and I love it. Anyhow, I've been reflecting on this need to try and work with my ebbs and flows rather than work against them. And that isn't to say that there aren't things that need to happen, because of course they do. Like we have bills to pay and, you know, projects to finish. But often I can feel like I'm going to attempt to do X project. And unless I'm actually under contract at that point in time, it's more realistic if I honor the fact that maybe I'm being drawn to why project whatever those might be the same with relationships you know we can be drawn to really being in touch with a particular friend at a certain point in time and that's really exciting and they can be drawn to us and so there's certain times when you may have noticed in your relationships you're in touch all the time you're back and forthing on either text or I've recently in the last year discovered Marco Polo which I love and you're just talking to your friends back and forth all the time same with our children there are times when if we have multiple children there will be obviously we attend to all of their needs as much as possible but there'll be times when we seem to be having more quality time with one child or more quality time with another and it's really lovely and we can start feeling like we're not equally distributing this but I would say that true equality is not about everybody having the same but everybody having what they need and so it's interesting when I think about the things that creatively I'm drawn to am I drawn to write a song or a poem or am I drawn to go for a walk am I feeling that that pull to do that and we could sit here and think well I have to do this because this is what I am this is what I do and yet what I have noticed more and more is that when I go with that impulse to reach out to a particular friend or when I go with that impulse to just spend some time doodling on my iPad rather than trying to put together a podcast or write a song, I find then when I come back to the other thing, whatever that may be, 
I find that I have more energy and more focus for the new task because we're not actually robots, funnily enough. (laughs) We are humans, we are flesh and blood, and we have moods and energy rhythms. And like I was saying last week, certain seasons, maybe within a day, I know I have an ebb and flow within a day where I have more creative energy, less creative energy, more physical energy, more deep ruminating energy. And that can ebb and flow within the month. And over the yearly cycle, there are certain seasons of the year where I definitely notice, not specifically like spring, summer, autumn, winter, certain seasons and rhythms and anchor points within the year that I have more energy and creative ideas. And so rather than battling myself to do this thing right now because I've previously arranged that I would, I'm starting to lean in so much more to what am I actually drawn to? What do I have capacity for right now? And trusting that I will get to the other thing in good time. And when there really is a deadline that I have to make, then if I've been paying attention generally to the ebb and flow of my energy levels, then maybe I can actually plan with that in mind. So if I know, as I do at the moment, that if I get to about mm, three-ish in the afternoon, 2.33, I will run out of steam physically. That is not the time when I need to start doing something really physical and active. Although sometimes maybe that would actually shake it up for me. That's usually the time when I need to go, okay, I've been on my feet for most of the day. Now I need to sit down with a cup of tea and maybe watch a movie with my kids. Maybe this is the time when we do the sofa time. Or maybe this is the time when I read a few stories and then we watch something. And actually, I've noticed lately how my youngest tends to get sleepier around the 3.30 mark. And he will probably fall asleep. Sometimes if we start it earlier and I put on a movie, there's been a lot of Tinkerbell in my house lately, then we will sit there and I will get some time to just rest my body and not try to push through doing a ton of laundry. That's not the time when I can go and start writing a blog or a letter to somebody because my brain has gone to mush at that point and I need some time to just sit and be. And interestingly, I found my son will tend to fall asleep at that point, which is great. Then he sits and falls asleep. At the moment, he's sleeping a long time on my lap, which is less helpful. But I can plan for that. And I've been a little more aware lately that this is what's going to happen at that point in time. And so I have paused and gone, this is the sitting point. I try to do laundry or writing letters to friends or jotting down ideas earlier in the day when I know I will have the brain space to do it. There's a sort of a gap window of a couple of hours when I have loads of mental creative energy. And that is the time for me to write some stuff down or to take the kids to the park or to be on my feet physically. And then I get another point later in the day. And so planning around my own ebbs and flows actually allows me to meet the deadlines because I've been paying attention to what my body is responding to and how I am doing. And when I think about what I'm drawn to, I know that Lin-Manuel Miranda, who I am a big fan of, and I have mentioned in earlier podcasts a lot about him and Hamilton and Moana, he said he was writing Hamilton at the same time as writing Moana. And there'd be times when he'd get stuck in Hamilton and couldn't think about it, and so he'd go and work on some Moana songs. And it was like the change of scene and jumping between projects meant that one project fed into the other, into the other, and it moved back and forth, and he could put the, the two parts of his brain that when he was hitting a rock with one could move into something else. And I think when you're drawn to it, you are going to find it flows. When you're not drawn to it, every aspect of it is going to feel like an uphill struggle. And while, yes, as I've said earlier in this podcast, there are times when there are some things that have to get done, even if you're not drawn to it. I might not be drawn to doing my laundry 
It is not something I delight in, but there are times when I just have to do it because otherwise nobody has any pants and therefore I will do it. But I can find ways to support myself being drawn to it. So maybe I'll listen to a podcast at the same time. Often I'll listen to an audiobook, or maybe I'll make up a little song about doing laundry and how annoying it is. And then maybe my creative juices will fire in a different way. There are always ways to support what you have to do, to support yourself doing what you have to do when you really have to do it or you've reached the end of that deadline point you're like now I just need to get this done but if we take a step back from the deadline point and we listen to our bodies and pay attention to what is exciting us what foods we're drawn to what foods we are not drawn to in the here and now what plays or films we might want to watch what music we might want to listen to Sometimes I put some music on because I'm like, "Mm, I want something wintry. And as soon as it starts, entirely the wrong, entirely the wrong thought, find a different playlist. And then I find something else that maybe was not what I was expecting, but it takes me where I want to be or it just matches where I'm at. There are always things we need to get done in our lives. But too often, I think we can spend so much time doing all those things at the point that we feel we should be doing them that we don't even know how to listen to what is exciting us. And I know I mentioned it in Felix Felicis and other tangential (laughs) clarity. When Harry, in the sixth book, has to go and get a memory from Slughorn, he goes to see Hagrid and he's like, this is where it should be going. And again, so often we feel like, oh, well, I should be doing this right now. But if I'm drawn to go for a walk, maybe the walk will be the part that gets my body moving, my brain firing the different atmosphere, the things outside will spark my imagination and suddenly I will find a way forward with the work I want to do because I've gone and changed the scene and done something different. By honouring what I want to eat now rather than what I should be eating up because maybe I've got stuff in the fridge I'd planned to do, I learn to say yes to myself in small ways which then means I'm a bit better at spotting my own patterns. I'm also better at listening to the creative energy and the creative ideas and although I don't believe in the muse as such there is something about listening to the moment when it's time to write a poem because I'm drawn to write a poem rather than tackle a whole pile of laundry probably when I've written the poem I'll have new creative energy that will flow through my body and give me more impetus to tackle the laundry I think so often in life we spend so much time doing things we feel we ought to be doing or we should be doing. We don't know how to listen to what we want to be doing. Or we put imaginary obstacles in the way of why we can't do what we want to be doing and then wonder why we're dissatisfied and we haven't got half the other stuff done either and it's taken us eight times as long. And it's like, eat up your greens before you have your pudding. Well, maybe you're just wanting a pudding day. Maybe later you'll actually come back and eat your greens. We assume that one thing has to happen first and then the other thing will have its time. Maybe the most pressing thing is to go out while the daylight's still here, even though you had all the stuff in the house to do, and maybe that will refresh you sufficiently to tackle the other things. Maybe you are between three projects. Do the one that's most exciting to you right now, trusting that that will generate different energy, different creative ideas for the other project when you need to come back to it. I think so much of learning to listen to our bodies and listen to our hearts comes from following those little impulses of what is pulling me towards it, being drawn to something. Is something about it is attracting or enticing or delighting me? Pursue that delight. As long as it's not putting yourself or anybody else in harm's way, then go and do that. 
If you want to eat ice cream for tea, maybe just eat ice cream for tea. You're not always going to eat ice cream for tea. Same with your kids. Maybe they're just going to eat ice cream for tea for a week and then they'll be like, done that now. That's cool. We get so used to overriding what our bodies and our hearts are telling us that we don't trust ourselves. And we don't trust that we will respond to the other many things on our to-do list. And we will come back and that maybe by listening to what we're drawn to now will actually enliven and enable us to better tackle the things we're not drawn to right now, but that we'll need to get done at some point. If right now you're feeling a sense of should about getting in touch with somebody, but you just aren't drawn to doing so, don't push yourself to do it. Unless they're actually waiting for a specific answer, tell them you don't have an answer. Say that. Don't necessarily give them an answer if you're not ready to give them an answer. But say, hi, I've heard you. I'm sorry, I still don't have an answer. Just don't get in touch because there'll be a point if that person or that instance is important to you, then you'll find yourself drawn to get in touch again. And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves that we should always be at optimum everything all the time. And yet we can't be. If you're feeling drawn to get in touch with an old friend, respond to it. If you're feeling that you ought to be getting in touch with someone else or visiting somebody else, but everything in you is like, oh, this feels like an uphill struggle, doesn't mean you don't love them. It just might mean now is not the moment. And if they are important in your life, which very likely this person is, that's why you feel a sense of should, then you will get in touch with them a little bit in the future and will find that you're able to bring yourself to that meeting or that occasion with much more joy and willingness. Because the energy you bring to that relationship will make a difference. And it will also be noticed. And I'd rather someone came to see me because they were really excited to come and see me than because they felt it was an obligation. And if right now it's just feeling like too much, I'd rather they waited and trust that they will come to me when they're ready. So I just want to encourage you over this coming week to really pay attention to what is drawing you, what is pulling you in, what is exciting and inspiring you, and what are the things that you feel you should be doing, the things that you feel you ought to get done, and how loud are those shoulds over the things that are exciting and pulling you towards them. If they're really not absolutely urgent, Maybe consider leaning into what is pulling you and seeing where that takes you in order to then discover that you have more energy and more inclination to tackle the thing that you felt should be done. Or maybe that should isn't really a should at all and you can let it go. So over this week, I really encourage you to notice those moments and practice saying yes to yourself for small little things and giving yourself permission to let things go when they're just going to be too much of an uphill struggle right now because you are allowed to do things at your own pace. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been my joy to hang out with you, and I really hope this episode has encouraged and blessed you. If you'd like to hear more from me, then maybe consider signing up for my Connect Create Resonate newsletter. It's weekly-ish. I usually write something that will encourage you, challenge you, make you think a little bit about creativity, relationships, as well as a bit of news sometimes, links to things that I'm finding inspiring or encouraging, ideas, and almost always a blessing. So if that's something that's of interest, check out the show notes because the link to sign up is there. And I promise I don't spam. So wishing you a wonderful week connecting those dots in your life and trusting that despite the appearances, the dots are not placed at random. God bless.